Welcome to the best part of your day, the podcast assisting you to live your best life and reach your goals, helping to build the community of people who have decided that easy will no longer suffice, and discussing all things health and wellness to enrich your world and make you better. Now, your host, a physical therapist and board-certified orthopedic specialist that works to help those with injuries return to their best self, the owner of CrossFit Backward Arrow in Abilene, Texas, Josh Boynton. Hey guys, I'm really excited to have you here from Logan Cole, the owner of Shane's Chimney Care here in Abilene, Texas. Um, now, if you are in the Abilene area, you know um, Abilene's a small town, but this guy is making some big changes within Abilene. Um, I like to give my own personal experience with some of these uh, local companies, and my experience with Shane's and with Logan is unmatched. So I was selling my house, and the inspector that we used he found some issues with our chimney. Now, I didn't even realize that there were issues with our chimney. Um, So Logan came in and he assessed the problem and he said, hey man, you actually have quite a bit of uh, issues in this area. But what was amazing to me is that he didn't just sit there and expect payment or anything like that. He gave me the recommendation that he thought would be best for me to be most successful in selling my house. So he said, hey, you know, it's going to cost this much and I recommend that you do this. Um, Then that way everything works out and you're still successful. And he cared about my success overall. Uh, He cared about my success and the safety of the family that was coming in and purchasing that house overall. Um, So I highly recommend Shane's Chimney Care for any issues that you have, be it um, a chimney sweep, be it some chimney issues that you're having, or uh, dryer vent cleaning, whatever you need. um, I highly recommend that you call Shane's Chimney Care. Let them come out, give you a hand, um, help you to see what you need, and then help you to solve your problems. Uh, They're fantastic Logan is fantastic. Um, The whole company is just outstanding. So um, give them a call if you need any help. And um, yeah, just run with that because they are awesome. I'm really excited to have you here from Logan. He is phenomenal. You're going to love him. And I look forward to hearing what you think about Logan and this particular podcast. Um, Love you guys. Hope to hear from you soon. Hey everybody, welcome to the best part of your day. Uh, I'm Josh Boynton, the owner of CrossFit Backward Arrow and the host of this podcast, but today the real star of the show is Logan Cole, the owner of Shane's Chimney Care in Abilene, Texas. He's been a member of the gym for about a year and we are super excited to have him on here. So welcome, Logan. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on. Dude, I'm so excited about this and uh, I'm so excited to highlight who you are and what we do here around uh, the city of Abilene. Uh, in the local community, and uh, man, I'm I'm just really excited. So thanks. Yeah. Um, so first things first, let's just explain like who you are and what you do, and and how all this kind of started. Yeah, I uh, man, I've lived in Abilene pretty much all my life. Uh, went to school here, 
And um, wait, wait, what school? I went to Abilene Christian University. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's kind of a rarity, but go <laughs> ahead. We won't judge you then. All right. All right. So, uh, long story short, um, uh, started working for my best friend's older brother, sweeping chimneys. And um, really, long story short, one thing led to another. I wound up buying the company in 2015. Um, we're a chimney service professionals, so. We're not just chimney sweeps, which sure. is, it's the term, we say we're chimney sweeps because that's what the public um, understands, but sure. we're really chimney service professionals, so what that means is not only do we sweep, but we inspect, diagnose, build, repair, tear down, um, troubleshoot, gas log sets, inserts, freestanding stoves, really whatever you Dude, want. what don't you do when it gets hot? Yeah. I mean, that's that, that's what it sounds like. Pretty much. Like, yeah. if something gets hot in your house or your business, you're there. Yes. Uh, yeah. We had lunch just a minute ago, and you told me that you do um, the service on uh, Vegabon's Pizza. Yep. They're a uh, uh, wood-fired uh, oven pizza maker. Yeah. Dude. So. Dude. A couple By the different way, pizza places. That pizza was fantastic. Yeah. The jalapeno jelly. Dude, that's where it was at. Yeah. I don't know if the Ve- owner of Vegabon's Pizza listens. I hope he does. <laughs> Uh, but man, that jelly is phenomenal. It's good stuff. If you haven't had jalapeno jelly on your pizza, you're missing out. Yeah. So we, uh, uh, company started in 2009. We uh, bought it in 2015. I've officed out of my house uh, with my wife for the past five years. Uh, we are currently in the brand new Shane's Chimney Care building that we literally bought about a week and a half ago. So yeah, man, really excited. That is so exciting. Um, if you don't, if you're in the Abilene area, the the new building is on um, South Eleventh and Chestnut, so just south of downtown, which is undergoing like a really nice revitalization. Yeah. Uh, no doubt that you'll be a part of that and probably make this place look a little prettier. Yeah. And, and just the surrounding area a little bit prettier, which is. Ultimately, I yeah. mean, we all have a nice goal. place to live. Um, so, yeah. So, you were, you just told me you were 24 when you bought this, and you're only like 26 now. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. this place has really expanded quite a bit. Uh, going from your garage to your now brand new building, um, which yeah. is phenomenal, by the way. Man, yeah. it's such a, just an awesome building. Uh, classic building in Abilene. Uh, you probably, if you live in the Abilene area, you probably passed by it, but just never even paid attention to it because it's probably been vacant for quite some time. Yeah, it has. I don't know the whole story behind it. Apparently, a hoarder uh, kind of had a lot of stuff in here, apparently. And a realtor who we bought this place from, a real estate uh, investor, he said there was trails throughout this place. So wow. I think uh, there was just a lot of crap in here for a really long time. And uh, dude cleaned the place up, got it ready for sale. We, we saw it, jumped on it, and... Uh, we're excited to really I mean, make great. this place uh, get back to its former glory days Dude. on this old Burkhead Highway. Here. It's it's going to be a fantastic building. I'm really excited to see what you turn it into. Hey, so um, one thing that I'm really hoping to do is encourage people that are thinking about starting their own business or that have recently started their own business but are really, um, maybe they're struggling, maybe they're not, but they're looking for like a little bit of inspiration or you know, someone else to talk to, someone else to run some ideas off of, or or just share some suffering. So tell me, like, what are some problems that you have had with Shane's Chimney Care 
um, over these years that you've owned it. I mean, you said you purchased it in 2015. Yep. So you've owned it for three years. What are some problems that you've had in the past? Um, the, the areas where you're like, man, that was really hard. Or, I mean, this is really hard because bottom line is what we do is hard. Yeah. 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 So the, the, the initial hard of, of how do I diagnose a chimney uh, that was problem number one, and, and basically, it's industry specific on this first one here, in the simple fact that in Texas there's not a lot of chimney sweeps. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, you're pretty rare. Yeah, I mean, there's like you and Dick Van Dyke, but he only lives in my my TV. Exactly. So. Yeah. Um, so we had a we we really struggled to uh, do what we needed to do well, and so I actually had to fly. Uh, to the West Coast, East Coast, Indianapolis, Virginia, Oregon, to learn actually how to do our job correctly. Yeah, like how, um, yeah, places that have chimneys. Exactly, and have cold weather. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so in those experiences, we were able to figure out how to do inspections, uh, how to do major repairs, uh, understanding brickwork, uh, freestall, and how bricks can crack and break and, and mortar joints crumble because of moisture in your brick when it's freezing and thawing. Um, little things like that. Uh, and then outside of that, just the simple pains of owning your own business, employees, taxes. Um, for us, it was officing out of our home. We had sure. a two-one house, a little rental, and we were in one bedroom and our office was in the other bedroom. And we literally had a, a, a full-size bed that posed as our, our guest bedroom as well. Yeah, yeah. We had people come spend the night with us and we said, hey, you kind of got to be up by eight o'clock because <laughs> I got work to do. I got work to do. Yeah. Uh, so that was really unique um, that we had to kind of figure out how do we do this? So yeah, what you're saying is basically early on, you just bought yourself a job. Yeah, for sure. We did not buy a company. Um, outside looking in, people would say, yeah, you bought Shane Shimney Care. And we're saying, no, we simply bought a job. We bought a truck, a cell phone, and... I already knew how to do the stuff and I went out and did it. Um, and so uh, since then, we've actually been trying to figure out how do we grow this as a business, not just grow this one job. Dude, that's so hard. Yeah. Like to, to take it from like job by job to like an overall picture view of saying, okay, now we are, yeah. we're servicing more than just what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but you now are trying to be over multiple people and overseeing what they're doing, which now it's a company. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so this time last year, uh, I was by myself. Um, I was headed to Oregon to a conference. Uh, and when I got home from that conference, I hired a secretary and a month later I hired a full-time employee in faith. Um, <laughs> today, dude, that's a big leap. Yeah. That is so hard. Yeah. Today we have five employees, uh, not including myself. I have a full-time secretary. I've got two full-time technicians, and I have two full-time um, help just get on a truck and And, and move. do something. Do, yeah. Do something. Move. Uh, and so uh, in a year's time, I've grown by five employees, uh, and I've stopped going to every single house, and I've got other people doing that where I'm actually working on systems processes and doing what we're supposed to be doing better and training other people right. to where I'm not responsible for every job. Right. And that's where that shift from having a job turns into having a company. Yeah. 
Yeah, so. no, you're absolutely right, man. That is, uh, how hard was that for you? To, to take yourself out and to remove yourself from the hands-on, um, oversee yourself to now you have to be okay with what some of the other people do. And let's face it, some of the mistakes that they make. Yeah. So it's, it, it wasn't too terribly hard. It, it's hard when I'm, uh, like, let's say I'm on a job with a technician to uh, just simply see where he's at, see where his skills are, try to help him. I have a hard time not trying to step in sure. uh, when he's talking with a customer about diagnosing X chimney. Um, to just send a guy on a truck to go to a house, I have no problem with that. I just go. If you mess up, I'll go back and fix it. <laughs> you just go and figure it out. Right. But what I'm actually trying to train, that's the hardest part, is just keep your mouth shut and, and talk to him after the job sure. in the truck on the next job and train him to do it better for the next one. Right. Now, if he's about to burn someone's house down, sure. step in. Right. But if it's a few technical formalities, forget about it and tell him later. There's a guy that I listen to, um, and you saying that just makes me really think about this. <clears throat> he talks about failing forward or falling forward, which is where you, know, you make a mistake, and you know the mistake's going to cost you, but you know, it's not really a mistake until you say... Oh, I'm I'm not going to get better from this, right? So to allow your employees to make that mistake, knowing that it's probably going to cost you a little bit of money, yeah. But we want to make those mistakes here at this lower level rather than make them at this really really high level um, to allow you to teach them and turn it into a learning opportunity, right? Uh, to make him better, yeah. Rather than to say to look for an opportunity to say, ah, you're not you're not good at enough of this and and we need to let you go yeah um yeah yeah i love making people fail uh some people aren't wired for it so you kind of have to watch personalities absolutely um but i intentionally don't tell my guys certain things um so that they fail so that they learn so that they figure out stuff uh, and i tell them all the time uh i don't get mad when they do something wrong because I've done the exact same thing. Right, right, right. So I think that's what's cool about certain management is when management has been the technician or when management can do exactly what the technician or the service member or the person up front in whatever office setting that you have, uh, whether you're selling a product or a service, um, you, you let people experience what you have. Because if they don't have hands-on failing they're gonna continue whatever pattern they're in, yeah. um, or whatever pattern you say without letting them actually fail. You're right. Um, so You're right. Uh, I read Chip Gaines, uh, Fixer Upper. Yeah, nobody the, likes that guy. Yeah. Why are you reading that book? Yeah, he, uh, I think he epitomizes that idea. Right. Read his book, loved it, um, and he even cautions, uh, uh, puts out a caution where certain personalities really just don't thrive. And you have to look out for that, but, um, yeah, failing, uh, I, don't, I don't think you can grow without failure. Oh, absolutely. So. Absolutely, yeah. Um, which really changes your mindset about failure. Exactly. Um, you look for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you because, learn from it. Uh, I forget who it was, but somebody uh, much more um, influential and, uh, let's face it, how hard is this to be, though, intelligent than me, uh, <laughs> said, I want to fail as much as I can, as fast as I can. Yeah. Because ultimately your success thrives on 
your failures. Yeah. So yeah, man, that that must be tough to kind of step back and say, yeah. All right, my business is at the is is at the crux here, but uh, you go ahead and you fail. Yeah. So yeah, man. For sure. Kudos to you for taking those steps and saying. All right, I'm going to have employees, and I know they're not going to do it right, and, and we're going to learn, and we're going to get better uh, in, in those aspects. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, tell me what, like, the biggest problems that you've had are, like, allowing your employees to fail and uh, for you to really take steps of faith and say, okay, I, I'm going to hire this guy, and I'm going to trust that we're going to... Um, we're going to be able to support this or make this or, you know, pay this bill. What, what has allowed you to, to take those steps to help? Let's say it, let's, you fail on your own. Like what, what makes you feel like, um, it's okay for you to fail? Yeah. I'll just start. I don't know exactly what you're asking for, but basically there was a couple questions there. Um, sorry. No, no, you're great. Long story short. (laughs) Long story short, I have a belief in myself. Absolutely. Um, And so I believe that if I fail, I'll make it right. So let's say I go to someone's house and uh, I perform a job and in two weeks, in three months, in six months, something that I did went wrong and it it was because of something I did. It was my fault. I'm confident in myself to go back to own up to that mistake, to look that customer in the eye and say, that was a genuine, honest mistake, and I'm here to make it right. Right. I'll either fix it again myself, or I'm going to pay to have somebody else fix it sure. and get it done. And so I have a belief in myself, one, and then I also impose that belief on my employees. Sure. So even if they don't believe they can do it, even if they don't believe they can't go back and make it right, I believe I can do it for them. Sure. And in that process, then they learn how to do it. Sure. They see me, they see the way I respond to their failure. They see me respond to the way um, they messed up. And it's nothing like any other boss they've ever had because I don't cuss them out. I don't yell them at them in the face. I don't make them pay for it. Uh, and I don't uh, dock their pay. Now, if it was um, intentional, sure. that's a different story. Yeah. But if it's an honest mistake, um, there's a lot of grace on my side because. All I have to do, it's frustrating. Let me just say, it's frustrating when they make a mistake. But all I have to do is turn around and look behind me and say, what have you done, bro? Like, how many times have you messed up? Dude, yeah. I just finished a job on Friday that was a $14,000 job, and I'm pretty sure we didn't make a dime. And that's because I didn't know what I was doing, but I sold the job to learn. I made mistakes. I had to hire somebody else to do the work that I was supposed to do. Didn't make a dime on it, but now I can be doing these once a week, once a month, and I know what I'm doing now, sure. and I can provide a great quality service and a great quality product to those customers, but it's because I had to fail in the first one right. and lose money. Yeah, and you, you've eliminated the fear of failure. Exactly. Because you've, instead of, it's not failure anymore, it's just learning. It's learning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man, that's phenomenal. Also, I mean, something else that, that really struck me about what you just said was, in a labor intensive field, which is what you are. Yeah, I mean, bottom line so. is you don't you don't have to have a degree to do what you're doing. No, um, it's just hard work, sweat, blood, um, a few cuss words, yeah. and like that's what your field is. And <clears throat> you know, let's let's face it, it generally doesn't ex- um, attract the highest quality of worker, but. 
knowing what how you manage and what you do, man, that's really gonna like bring out a higher quality or if it brings out, we'll say, a lower quality person, they're gonna elevate their game yeah. to what you you expect. So, yeah. I mean, kudos to you, man, yeah. for stepping out away from what the the vast majority of this labor-intensive uh, field yeah. does. Yeah, I'll just tell you a little bit about who we have on our staff. My, my secretary was a school teacher for 30-something years, uh, retired, was tired of sitting at home, and wanted to do something. And so we said, hey, look, it, it, AKA it's Aunt Lisa. Hey Aunt Lisa. Uh, yeah, shout out to my aunt. Uh, but long story short, she just didn't want to sit at home and and live that retired life. Sure. Uh, kids aren't in, in in town, and so she uh, wanted something to do, and so she values me, and so I know she's going to value my company. Absolutely. So regardless of her talent, she has the value of what we're doing. Mm. To me, that means more than her being talented at simply picking up the phone and saying hello. Right, so I'm 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 able to to jump on board with her, uh, than someone who already has experience. Dude, so what I'm hearing from you is that you can teach the skills, but what you want is the personality, the culture, is the yeah, like the the things that you can't teach. Exactly. Yeah, and I couldn't agree with you more. Like I I can teach you how to coach somebody, how to see something that's wrong, how to whatever. Yeah. But the bottom line is I cannot teach people, right? Right, And you to have the drive and the, um, the want to to yeah. help others, yeah. which is ultimately what you are trying to do is yeah. help others, yeah. uh, be it the people that, you're, that are paying for your services or your employees. Yeah. You wanting to help them is, is going to facilitate them wanting to help others. Yeah. yeah. So even in your industry, like... Uh, I would want a coach that could see the person standing in front of that bar trying to figure out how to do a snatch and and see their pain, see their struggle, see their um, uh, inadequacy of actually being able to perform the movement right. rather than having that coach say, your hands are too narrow, your feet are too narrow, spread it out, get it up, thrust at your hips, right? Who cares about that? Right. We want to value the person first. Absolutely. And then once we show that value, then we can start saying, hey, make sure your hands are wide. Make sure your feet are wide. Explode at the hips. Right. Yeah. So then you get into the details of how the job is actually supposed to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I've got uh, my first technician I hired. Man, I bless the guy. He bugs the dog out of me most times. <laughs> but uh, he works hard. Yeah. He shows up every day. Like those are the things you can't teach. Can't teach that. Yeah. Dude shows up every day. We're completely different. But um, he has a degree from Texas, a- Texas freaking A&M. Uh, well, some, okay. Hey, so that's kind of a downgrade depending on who you ask. Uh, uh, to me, that's, that's... That's an upgrade? That's an upgrade. Okay. That's well, an upgrade. Well, there you go. So uh, he, he has a degree in like some type of human uh, HR, human resources, some, some type of management type. Sure. Uh, degree it, from Texas A&M. He's a freaking chimney sweep, right? Um, and then uh, the next guy I hired uh, was in jail for 19 years for aggravated assault. Uh, got into it with his wife's family, beat up a couple dudes because they all jumped him, and went to prison. Well, he tried to escape, and that's why he got 19 years. Well, but, that uh, probably extended it. Yeah, that touch, extended but... it. Yeah, but the dude freaking works hard. In prison, he realized, you know, he lived his life wrong, and he comes out every day 
ready to say, I'm not going to live my life like I did. And he busts his crack every day. And so I love that. That's who I'm looking for. He wouldn't still be working for me if he didn't have that attitude. Um, doesn't have a degree. All he's had is 19 years worth of prison. Dude's like 47. And uh, went in when he was 20-something. So, um, And then I've got a homeschool kid uh, that works for me a couple days a week uh, in and around homeschool. And uh, dude wants to go into the military, but uh, works hard, loves to work, and uh, just gets after it. And then I got another guy that has a degree in um, some type of finance. Uh, I don't know. Some type of finance degree from Harden Simmons. And uh, dude is a technician. He's part technician, part office manager, and uh, just gets it. So, yeah, we have a gamut of guys who actually have degrees in a blue-collar field. And we've got guys that have rough pasts as well as we got some young kids who are just trying to figure out what to do in life. Yeah, but what's the what's the common denominator? Dude, they they work hard. They work hard. Yeah, that's it. They that's show they show up and they work hard. So man, that's so awesome. As business owner, so awesome. I can teach you everything else. Absolutely. I just want you to show up and yeah. work hard. Find people that work hard for you yep. and and that believe in what you're doing. Yeah. Um, because ultimately, what you are doing is you're helping people. And so if you hire people that want to help people, yep. it doesn't matter what you do. Um, if you're selling um, Girl Scout cookies, if you're fixing chimneys, if, you're, uh, if you have a gym, if you have a group of people that are working for you, that believe in your vision, and that um, want to help people the way that you do, you're gonna win. Yeah. It, it's, it's a guaranteed success. The difference is, when you quit, yeah, right. Um, you can't quit. Yeah, that's uh, so many people. They just stop too soon. Yeah. Um, but if your vision is one of those that's ultimately people based, the money takes care of itself yeah. every single time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you didn't make a dime on that fourteen thousand dollar job, but that allowed you to learn. Yeah. So then that way, the next fourteen thousand dollar job that you get. Hopefully, I make twenty percent. Yeah, Who sure. Knows? Yeah, hopefully. Cross yeah, and, and even even in, in the quit aspect, uh, in the last year, I grew my company by sixty one percent, and there were multiple times throughout that year I wanted to quit. Absolutely. So it's not that quit is a thought; it's it's not an option. It's an option, right? It's right. a choice that you exactly. make. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It, 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 I, there's days where it's just like, man, this is too much, and I think about the growth. I think about where we're going. And I think, man, do I really want to have to deal with all these issues? Uh, the reality is, yeah, I do, because this is where we're going. Yeah. But there are those thoughts of it would be easier to not have to deal with that stuff, so I'd rather quit and go work for somebody else sure. eight to five. Right. Uh, and that's not what I want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's the bottom line is you're here to help people. Right. Um, so quitting doesn't help anybody. No. Yeah. Not at all. Uh, man, kudos to you. Yeah, kudos to you. Man. That's so awesome. So let me, I mean, you, you just said it. You lead into my next question perfectly. 61% growth yeah. in a year. Yeah. How did you do that? And, and I'm going to lead your question just a little bit more. How did CrossFit help you do that? Because you've been a part of the gym for a year. Yeah. Um, obviously, and I'm not going to like beat around the bush. You, um, these last four months, I've, I've seen you probably five times. Yeah, not much. Dude, I, which I mean, if you're listening, 
currently it's just April. Right. So you're getting out of like your heavy season. Yeah, I just came out of winter. Yeah. Um, which is the time when apparently everybody wants to have their chimney swept. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't but, know why. Uh, you should do that during the summer. Exactly. So then you got nothing to worry about during the during the winter. Exactly. Uh, for like the four times that you burn a fire in your house <laughs> in, in the winter yeah. in Texas. Yeah. Um, so tell me, like, how did CrossFit help you? How did how did CrossFit make you more successful? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, there, there was one workout we were, uh, I, I don't even remember what the workout was. We were supposed to do 50 jump ropes in some sort of a circuit. I don't even remember. And uh, I did 49, and I messed up. And I did one more jump rope, and Josh saw, and he comes over and he's like, all up on me saying, that's how you do it. That's how it's done. Nobody was looking at that last jump rope, but you did it. And so, I think I even remember that. Yeah. 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 And so um, I think it's things like that where, one, I think it's in my personality to begin with, but as a whole, there's some accountability that um, people are watching, right? People see what you do uh, in the gym specifically. You're watching other people to see where they're at on their workout, and people are looking at you saying, hey, am I beating this guy? Is he ahead of me? Oh, this girl's in front of me. I got to, right? And Which, so, by the way, that's pretty humbling, isn't it? <laughs> like, dude, the first time you get beat by a girl on a very simple workout, just, it, yeah, it sucks. It just makes you, makes you question life a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But then you look at that girl, and she's overweight, and she's a mom, and she has a normal life and a job, and you're like, son of a gun. Like, sure. she's legit. Yeah, absolutely. She's not what you see at the CrossFit Games. Absolutely. She doesn't look anything like that, right? But she's still kicking your ass, and you're only 10 pounds overweight, and she's 40. Yeah. Right? And you work this labor-intensive job. Yeah. Like, you should be super fit. Yeah. You know? And she's like a school teacher or a nurse or, you know? And so, I just love that part about CrossFit. But um, I think uh, just in some details, even with this $14,000 job I was telling you about, I went back to that house probably 10 or 15 times, just literally etching bits of mortar sure. off of a brick because these homeowners were pretty particular, right? Sure. I sanded down this hearth, this this rock hearth. You can say it hearth. It's kind of strange, but this rock hearth for an hour and a half by hand because the homeowners were particular. But it's just like, man, you're just sitting there scrubbing. It's like, well... It's really isn't that bad compared to the Murph, <laughs> you know. This is, you know, this is uh, gives you a little little perspective. It gives you some perspective, right? It's sure. like, uh, you know, there's just uh, you just know other people are out there grinding. Yeah. And so it's like today I can grind because I know other people are out there doing. Now they might not be doing my work. Sure. But they're doing their work. They're doing work, right? And you all come into the gym and you you're sitting there. You're all working the same way. Yep. You know. Yep. Yeah, man. Uh, I remember you sending me videos when you first joined the gym. You're like, oh, here's real CrossFit. And you're yeah. throwing rocks into a into pool. a pool. Yeah. yeah, I remember that video. That was a fun one. Yeah, hauling 50-pound uh, buckets of mortar up on a roof to do a recrown. You know, and it's just stuff like that where um, there's been some times on a roof where you're just a little fishier. You're pulling you know mortar off of a chimney stack, and you're 15 foot up in the air. And it's just like... You gotta hang on, sure. And if not, you know it's gonna be bad. And so I really enjoy that about CrossFit, giving you confident with different weights. Sure. And so when I'm on a roof, I just have a little bit more confident of you know I can get this done, or you know if I see a guy doing something the wrong way, it's gonna hurt himself. I can stop him real quick. Sure. Hey, don't do that. 
do something else, it's figure out a different you. way. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, lift with my back, uh, not my back, lift my legs so much more than my back. <laughs> Don't oh, lift with your back. Don't lift uh, with your back. I used to lift with my back. You but, heard it from Logan. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So just, uh, yeah, just I, I'm way more conscious of the way I lift, way more conscious because we're, we're picking up 80-pound sacks of mortar all the time, 50, 50 pounds, sure. and multiple sacks. Buckets, multiple sacks. Uh, our warehouse is full of this stuff. Uh, and so we're constantly lifting. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's definitely giving me a better mindset. And I can watch it across my guys as well. So that's good. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so last question. Uh, no doubt. My hope is that somebody uh, is listening and is either thinking about owning their own business or already owns their own business. What advice would you give to that person right there to say, you know, that was like game changer for you? Yeah. That was the the one bit of advice that somebody gave you or that you've learned through this experience that you say, man, if you knew this, this would get you over that hump. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a few things. One thing, um, this is just kind of a practical I didn't make a thousand dollar purchase for over two years without asking somebody else first. So specifically, I knew that I was not a business minded person. I knew I could freaking get the work done. Yeah. And I knew I could meet with people and, and, and communicate well with my customer. But I didn't know any other business aspects mm. to what I was doing. Okay. I get what you're saying. And there. because of that, uh, I had a group of people around me that I didn't make X purchase without communicating to them what I was buying, why I was buying it, and why I needed it. Sure. And so um, from a financial aspect, that really, really set me up well because I haven't been in the hole, thankfully, financially, uh, because I've had smart people financially around me to help me make good decisions. Right. You had a, you had a group of mentors, exactly. essentially. Yeah. Um, people that are going to um, guide you yep. and and have your best interest yep. at heart. It's not theirs. I yep. mean, you may be paying them, but they ultimately have your best interest at heart. Yep, for so, sure. So, yeah. That, man, that's such a great piece of advice just yep. right there. I mean, before we move on, because I'm sure you have others, but for you to have somebody that's going to just kind of for lack of better terms, keep you on the straight and narrow. Yeah. Say, dude, that's not a good idea. Yeah. Or that's a great idea. Run with that. Right. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Yeah, I've never had that's a great idea. Run after that. Uh, <laughs> most <laughs> so of them. You, yeah. uh, you shouldn't do yeah. that. Most of them have been at look at your finances, look at what you've done, where you're going, sure. and make sure you can pay for it. Sure. You know, and they've never told me no. That was the coolest thing. Now, this is probably won't be everyone's experience. Sure. But the people that I had wrapped around me, they never once said, no, don't do that. They always said, hey, that might not be the greatest idea, but guess what? It's ultimately your decision, and you're going to have to make that decision. Sure. So they had your best interest exactly. at heart. Yeah. And they let me make the decision and not it be theirs. So what happened when you failed? You know, when you failed, you know, they said, oh, I don't know, that might not be the greatest decision, and you did it anyways. What did they do for you? Yeah, so for example, I bought a, uh, I bought a truck two years ago, spent $25,000 on this truck. We needed a good, reliable vehicle, and uh, the guy said, yeah, that's 
you know, fine, we don't see a problem with that. You have the money to be able to make that purchase. Bought the truck and uh, I bought a $2,200 van the other day. And I'm looking back saying, why the heck did I spend $2,500 on this one pickup when I could have bought three? Sure. Right? Sure. Uh, there's ways to dress up older trucks to make them look presentable to your customers. Yeah. You don't have to go out there and buy the brand new truck. Sure, sure. So that's I something that I saying. had to learn on my own. Sure. They blessed me to buy that truck. I had the finances to buy that truck. Sure. But financially, could I have gotten a few more vehicles and had a little bit more freedom with some vehicles and some cash? Some beaters. Some beaters? Yeah. I got a couple of beaters, right? Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, if you walk, if you drive up to a customer's house in a beater van that looks decent, you got some good decals on there. But you're dressed and well. A bumping sound system, by yeah. the way. Let's there you throw go. that out. All right. There you yeah. go. But you get up in there and you are able to overcompensate that vehicle bit by the way you communicate, by the way you talk, by other things. Dude. Right? So we're trying to bust out this building and get this building paid off and then upgrade all our vehicles. So we just have we, we just feel like um, there's just different things where finances we've learned to value different things more sure, than others. Absolutely. And my failures have caused that. Absolutely. And so um, I just don't think it's necessary for every vehicle to cost twenty five thousand. Uh, you you're probably right, but you're you're preaching to the choir there. I've <laughs> never purchased a new vehicle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not once. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah. Any other advice that you'd give to somebody? Yeah, I think you've got to make friends with people in your industry. So, um, Oh, man, I love that. Yeah. I love that. So I didn't know what I was doing sweeping chimneys. I knew that if I ran this brush up and down this chimney a few times, some soot would fall off, and I was supposed to clean it up and help that homeowner not have this uh, byproduct that would explode and, and catch their chimney on Wait, fire. Wait, hold on. It explodes? It ignites. It's, it's self... Uh, what is it? Um, uh, it's combustible. Okay. It's a combustible material that ignites and catches your chimney on fire. So, explode was a little bit too big of a word. I apologize. I mean, <laughs> we all like explosions, yeah. except for when it happens in our house. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So, so yeah. yeah uh, so, I knew that if I removed this black stuff, it wouldn't catch on fire and burn someone's house down. Uh, but I didn't necessarily know any other things that might help prevent the overall aspect. Water leakage, birds getting in there. Right, carbon monoxide poisoning. So I, I, I was able to friend other um, people in my industry, and it was because I went out and looked for them. I didn't sit around and wait for somebody to come give me a handout or, or give me advice. I went out and asked somebody for Dude, advice. Dude, that is so right? good. Yeah, so I would say you've got to get out there. and You have to be intentional to find somebody that's willing to mentor you and willing to do it. I got, I'm in Abilene, Texas. There's some guys in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana that have taken me on as a, like a, like a little brother and we're a little company compared to them, but they have given me, I, I, there's not a dollar amount or a year amount of what they've given me that is exploding my company to get to a place that it would have taken 10 or 15 years for sure. me to get to. Sure, on your own. On my own. Right. And with their help, it's expedited in about five years. Yeah, and, and that's something that I've learned as well um, through this process is that there's not really, there should not be competition. Right. Um, competition really breaks everybody down. Yeah. Um, if you're worried about somebody else, you're, you're going to not provide as great a quality product or service. Yep. 
um, really what we should be doing is collaboration, even right. within companies, yeah. in, in the same field. Um, that's something that I've really been kind of looking to do is, is partner with other people that, I mean, even other CrossFit gyms yeah. that are going to say, let's make fitness in Abilene better. Yeah. And they may choose to go to another CrossFit gym or they come to my CrossFit gym. Yeah. It doesn't matter because people are getting better. And uh, there's a, a term that says a, a rising tide floats all boats. Right. Um, so if there's more people that care about their chimney uh, and, and how good their chimney is or their dryer vents or uh, – and even if there were more chimney and dryer vent places here in town, if we can raise the awareness and say – hey, this is really important, and this is what you should be seeking in a company, whether they come to your company or whether they go to somebody else, right. everybody wins. Yeah. Because a client gets safer, they get a better product, yeah. the, uh, quality, um, and everybody wins. So a rising tide floats all boats. Same thing as what you're saying is that let's not really compete. Let's work together. Yeah. Well, and I think it comes back to belief in yourself. So if I believe in where, what I'm doing Dude, and where I I'm going, yeah. right, I don't have to fear going to another company, whether they're in my um, scope of area of work or whether they're in another state. Sure. I don't have to fear that if I go to this person, he's going to steal my business. Right. Because I'm confident in myself. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. Absolutely. Right? And so I can go to someone and say, help me out. Absolutely. And how can we help each other? Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that's where a lot of it comes from for myself. Absolutely. Is, uh, I could care less what the next guy thinks. I know what I'm doing and not know where I'm going. And I know i got to have other people to get me there. And so will you be a part of it or not? Man. And if he's not confident in himself or herself, they're not going to help you out. And you go look for the next person. Yeah. Man, that's just mind-blowing stuff. That's a, a big shift in what you and I really grew up in, where yeah. it was like all competition. And if you, did it on you didn't own. come to me, you went to somebody else, and yep. screw that person that went to somebody else. Yep. Uh, and screw the other company. I'm going to try to trash them, yep. um, talk bad about them, make myself look better compared to them. Yeah. And in reality, that's not necessary. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, and, and from the top down, I communicate that to my employees. So we've had some, uh, some I'll, just, I'll just say clients that have done some things uh, poorly against us when we were simply saying, hey, this is the state of your chimney. They didn't like that we said this is the state of your chimney. Sure. And so there were some things that happened, and I won't get into it. And, and some of my technicians were uh, not happy with this person because they spoke bad against us. Say, shut your mouth, dude. I don't care what they say against us. You respect, honor that person. Absolutely. We know where we're going, and we don't have to have that person to get there because we have these other people. Absolutely. And if they don't want to jump on our team, that's okay. They can go do what they need to do. But we're not going to dictate our feelings towards that person simply because they said something bad about us or they didn't listen to us or they didn't want to heed our advice right. in a dangerous situation. Yeah. And so we said, hey, we're going to bless and honor that person. We're still going to work for that person. Absolutely. But we're not going to put our intentionality and our effort to make that person a partner of ours. Sure. We're going to do it for these other people Absolutely. who actually value us. Right. And so that's another thing, too, is we don't really talk about – let me rephrase it. We try not to talk bad about anybody. Sure. Because it doesn't get – anybody 
anywhere. Anywhere. So yes, we're we're constantly blessing people regardless of how they feel about us, and we're putting our intentionality on the ones that actually value us. Man, that's that's like mind blowing. That's that's mind blowing, yeah. and in. In a society that I think is slowly starting to shift that way, for yeah. you to be the leader in that area, yeah. man, that's kudos to you. Yeah, thanks. kudos to you. Yeah. Any other pieces of advice? Piece of advice. Else? Yeah. Ha- have fun. It sucks. Bus- being a business owner sucks. sucks. Oh my God, uh, it sucks. Also, as a millennial, I think you fall. No, no, I don't. I'm too old for that. You're you're a year too old. You stop it. Yeah. I'm Generation X. Here by by one year. Okay. Uh, yeah. As a millennial, we want things now. Uh, technology, um, the way that culture is. I have access to whatever I want right now. Whether it's a grocery store, Amazon, uh, whatever. They're about to be sending you stuff shipped by drone. I know it's awesome to get it to you, dude. What is your first purchase going to be by drone? I don't know. Whiskey, maybe. I have no. Oh clue. yes. I have okay. no clue. All right. So, uh, with that being said, in, in our in our society, this is a marathon. Uh, mm. You can't have a business get to where you want it to be in two or three years. It's not going to happen. So I got a buddy. Uh, they do a million dollars worth of expenses in a month, no bank note, and they've been in business for thirty-seven years. So my goal is forty years. I got to be in this thing. For 40 years to turn around and look and see, okay, I might be able to step back and take a deep breath out. Sure. Like, this is a marathon. This is no joke. I'm not in this for five years. I'm not in this for three years. I don't expect my employees that. I'm telling my employees, look, this is long term. This is the real deal. We're not just trying to have a job here. Like, we're literally setting a future for uh, generations. In In my opinion, I think there's generational wealth to be had for this business. Not only for myself, but I think my employees can have generational wealth by the systems and processes that we put in place for them. Yeah, absolutely. That's the bottom line. So marathon, have fun, it's gonna suck. So just laugh it off while while the pain's just kicking you in the backside and get after it. Man, dude, I'm so glad that you said that. I mean, so I own a CrossFit gym. Yeah. My expectation is that a lot of people that are listening to this know a little something about CrossFit. Yeah. If you don't know about Murph, come on up to the gym. Don't do it. On, don't on do Memorial it. Day. <laughs> it's going to be well worth it uh, for the beer after. Not for Murph itself. But Murph uh, involves running a mile, then doing 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 body weight squats, and then running another mile. And what you're saying is... You've been in this business for uh, three years. So you're in like the first 400 meters of Murph. Yeah. It means you've got a lot of work left to do. Kicking my butt. A lot of work left to do. And you're already breathing hard. Yep. But what you've got to learn is you you got to look long term. Yep. Long term. If you're looking at what you are not doing now or comparing yourself, um, your own chapter two to somebody else's chapter 20, right. you're going to be really disappointed. Yeah. It's going to cause you to want to quit. Yeah, for um, sure. So don't do that. Don't do, it's not worth it. Um, you focus on you. You provide the best service that you can for what you can do right now. 
and then just keep working. Yep. That's, that's all it is. It's the work. It, focus on the work. The results take care of themselves. Yeah. Man. Ah, are you like a philosopher? No. PhD, man. No. PhD, Logan Cole. If you could, if you knew how many times I failed, you could, oh, I understand why he knows. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a, I'm on a roof in Nimrod, Texas, which is south of Cisco, going towards Dallas. Forward. By the way, Nimrod, Texas, is a real place. Real, real place. Been there myself. Yeah. Nim- Nimrod, Texas. Uh, my wife calls me. We've been having this debate. Should we? background check our employees right and I'm like nah <laughs> we're just blowing and going if I background check him and something's wrong I gotta fire him and I need help I don't want to we fire need him. the work yeah so my wife's like you know what I think I'm gonna do this I was like I don't have time to mess with it if you want to do it do it long story short she calls me back a little bit later she goes hey are you on a roof and I'm like yeah she get down and I'm like I'm not getting off this roof I'm working I'm sitting down what do you what she goes, well, I just ran our employee's name. And I said, yeah. I said, okay. And she said, do you want to know what it says? And no. I'm like, no. No. Really. I don't. I already told you that. So she said, yeah. It pulled up this uh, uh, Abilene Reporter News quote. Basically said, naked man uh, tased after assaulting an officer. And lo and behold, uh, that was the current guy working for us. Uh, he... <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. Logan, there may be a future customer listening. Are you sure you want to go here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Yeah. Future customer not. Because I want to hear the story. Yeah. So let's go. So long story short, the dude uh, had a uh, spiritual experience on some drugs. All right. Uh, decided to strip his clothes off and started running up and down the street naked. And uh, obviously, a couple of 911 phone calls occurred. And uh, cops came up. One cop came up behind him, scared him. He turned around and just punched the officer in the face. And, uh, yeah, he got uh, got a felony for uh, for that. You know, the, the guy had shown me nothing but respect. The guy had shown me nothing but uh, a willingness to change his life around, at, at least for that point in his life. And I had no issue. So uh, he's not working for us anymore from his own choice. He uh, got off of parole. Uh, and decided to be free and go do the Appalachian Trail. Uh, so he's uh, hiking the Appalachian Trail. But uh, so yeah, I've had a uh, let's see, I've had five felons work for me. Uh, on top of uh, I've got two current employees with uh, uh, degrees uh, from universities. So we we've got everybody working for us. I mean, and no doubt they're all thriving. Yeah. Because of the leadership that you provide. Yeah. <clears throat> so I mean, bottom line. Be a leader, yeah, and you can improve the lives of so many more yep. than just who you serve, yeah. Uh, because you should be serving your employees as well, yeah. So uh, do drug tests, please, and uh, do background checks. Okay, all right. Well, uh, good to know. Uh, I guess I need to start background checks. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> man, this has been phenomenal. Uh, your insight, your wisdom, your experience has been, I, I hope, eye-opening for somebody else that's either A, hoping to start their place, or B, has already started but is wanting to get into more. So, yeah. uh, Logan, anything else that you want to say? Oh, man, I, I, this has been a blast. I really appreciate it. I love CrossFit. <laughs> get out there, find a CrossFit gym, yeah, do some anywhere. burpees. Uh, yeah, anywhere. And I'll tell you this, um, I mean... We'll get into why CrossFit is, is, in my mind, best for entrepreneurs, 
We can get into that later. But the bottom line is, um, if you're not staying physically active as an entrepreneur, you're missing out. Yeah. Um, because I will tell you, the best ideas that I've ever had have come to me after some terrible workout. <laughs> um, usually self-inflicted, but some terrible workout. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that all entrepreneurs need that. And the reason that I feel like CrossFit works is, is multiple fold. Um, first of all, you get, um, you expand your reach into everybody into that gym. Um, so you automatically just by being there, everybody knows who you are and what you do. And you're the first person that they call when they need something. Second, um, you have got to stay physically fit. If you're not physically fit, you're going to, to miss out on something, on some opportunity, on some area of your business, you are going to miss out. Um, third, it's just freaking fun. Yeah, It's fun and you have got to get away from your company, uh, from your business for even just an hour a day to be able to say, I'm better in this way uh, because I promise a lot of the ideas come to you after that. So um, if you're in the Abilene area, we'd love to have you at CrossFit Backward Air. If, you're, if you choose to go somewhere else, fantastic. Uh, get after it. Go talk to Logan. Um, he'll tell you, uh, go somewhere. Do something. Somewhere that fills your need. Um, and, and I'll say the same thing, uh, because when people come into CrossFit Backward Arrow and they say, well, I'm going to go try these other gyms, I like applaud them, high five them, give them a hug because I want them to go wherever serves them. Um, and that goes into that non-compete, like rising tide floats all boats. Um, so I promise I still believe that even though, you know, sometimes we see dollar signs walk away and that's okay. Um, but that's what we want ultimately. Um, Logan, thank you. Yeah. Guys, thank you. if you need any, uh, any help with, uh, chimney care, whatever that may be, yeah. uh, Logan listed a whole like smorgasbord of things that they do. Um, dryer vents. I know that you work on that. Yeah. I know that they're doing like, um, fireplace facelifts now. Uh, like those are the things. Talk to Logan. Change chimney care. I don't know. What's your number? Uh, 325-267-0488. And if you're in the Abilene area, call that number. Facebook. Facebook. Google. Website. Yeah. Hey, we got it all. Yeah. Um, even if Logan can't help you specifically, I know that he can point you in the direction that will help you the best. Um, but Logan, thank you so much. This has been an absolute blast. Yeah. Uh, I, I say we do it again sometime. Let's do it. All right. Hey, um, I hope that this has been the best part of your day. Um, super excited to have you all join us. Like us, subscribe on Facebook, or like us and subscribe. Yeah. Oh, Follow yeah. us. Yeah, sure. Follow Logan as well, Change Chimney Care on Facebook. And uh, can't wait to see you again on the next go round. Bye, y'all.